You are listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. The dreaded office meeting. For many of us, it's a never-ending drama of griping, moaning, and petty complaints. We doctors struggle to find a few moments of constructive comments that will make our office environments happier. It's often doctor versus staff in a battle of personalities seeking control. But there is a way to turn it around and make it both fun and productive. And today's show is a handbook of the art and science of the office meeting. Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host. And here today to give us some answers is Dr. Marguerite Germain, a charming dermatologist in private practice from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I met Marguerite at a conference and over dinner discovered that she's learned the secret of how to make meetings work. Today, she'll enlighten us with her wisdom and tell us how we can do it ourselves. Welcome, Marguerite. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for inviting me. Listen, let me be honest. I hate office meetings. I dread them. My wife, Jerry, nags me regularly about why I avoid scheduling them. So tell us first how you discovered how to make them positive experiences. What, what was your early meeting experience like? Well, my early meeting experience was uh, basically non-existent because I had talked to my colleagues and they had said that they really felt they didn't get much out of office meetings and that if I had policies in place that people would follow them without much discussion. And what I found that people weren't following things well and that the office atmosphere was not as happy as I would have liked it. So I started to um, have office meetings every month and things started to improve and then every two weeks and then every week. And what I found is that there was increased productivity, increased positive energy in the office, increased teamwork, and uh, most importantly, increased quality of patient care because uh, the patients were well taken care of from the moment that they walked in the office until the moment they left because everybody was on the same page. That improved my life tremendously and improved the uh, quality of my office. Now, the same page, that sounds almost like you're, you're creating a team in your office. Yes, I always tell everyone that you know we're team members, that I work with them. They're not working for me, they're working with me. I always um, reinforce the fact that I am um, there to see patients and they're there to support me, and I couldn't do it without them. So we are a team, a definite team. I think that's an important message. I say the same thing to my staff. Nobody works for me. They work with me. Now, you said you have these meetings every week. Is it the same time every week? It's the same time every week. So we start an hour early um, in my office. So everybody meets at 8 o'clock instead of 9. I think it's important to establish continuity of course, in an office, uh, change is never an easy thing. There's always resistance to change. So if you have continuity where you're meeting at the same time and the expectations are known, then things always have a better outcome. How do you get everybody to attend? Every time I've tried to schedule a staff meeting, half of my staff has dentist appointments, personal things they want to do, children that need to be looked after. I mean, do you require attendance? Yes, I require attendance. I certainly uh, pay them um, to attend. Some of them don't work at that particular time, uh, have, do have some part-time people, and they're still required to come in for the meeting. I emphasize how important it is, and I'll tell you, I haven't had many problems because they realize from these office meetings how beneficial it is to the practice, and they don't mind coming in once they realize that. Now, there's always resistance, as I said, to any changes, um, so there is resistance in the beginning. And uh, your audience will have some resistance as well. But if they emphasize the importance of having these meetings and they feel that the doctor supports them, 
they'll certainly um, not have any problem coming. How many staff members do you have in your office? I have 22 staff members, and I started my practice uh, three and a half years ago. When we met, I had 12 office team members, and so I have grown a lot. And I'll tell you, I, I attribute my success in my practice to a, a, um, a good team um, environment in my office. One of the reasons why we do have a good team environment is because of these office meetings. Where do you find room for 22 people to meet in one place? Do you hire out the VFW hall? or <laughs> We meet in the waiting room. Actually, I'm moving into a new office next month, so we'll be meeting in a much larger waiting room. It is difficult, uh, and there, there are some people who have to sit on the floor, and uh, sometimes um, they have to stand in the back. But they don't mind, and it's a fun time, Michael. It's a fun. I try to make it as fun as possible so that this way it's beneficial, but it's also um, something that they enjoy attending. Now, there is a word we don't hear often from physicians' offices these days, fun, and, and you've used it a couple times. I really like that. Marguerite, who runs the meetings? Are you the chairperson or, or somebody else? Well, I run the meetings, and I feel like it's my responsibility to run the meetings because the office manager uh, has a lot of time with the staff. She interacts with them regularly. Uh, they meet with her for individual issues that they have, for any problems that they're having with other personnel or with issues within their department. Uh, but I feel as the captain of the ship, I mean, I'm ultimately responsible for everything, and I want them to know that what they have to say is very important to me. And I am there at leading that meeting so that I am attentive to all of their comments and all of the possible improvements on that, uh, their recommendations that they want to make in, in the office. Do you get veto power as the chairman of the board or the, the queen of the office? Um, I mean, in my office, the policy has always been I, I like to let people have autonomy, but there's this unwritten statement that the hand that writes the paychecks chooses the music that we listen to every day. Yes, I, I definitely do have veto power. I've never quite stated it, but there are underlying rules to the office meeting. Uh, there could be nothing said um, that's deliberately of a negative nature. Um, there can't be any derogatory things that are said. No confrontational issues can be um, brought up. So those are the underlying issues. The other thing is that in my office, the first thing I say when I hire somebody is that my, in my office, we practice kindness. We practice kindness to each other, and we practice kindness to the patients. So there is that underlying idea that things that are brought up are, um, are of a kind nature and of a positive nature. But in terms of the veto power, yes, I mean, if something is um, going awry or if there's tangential um, issues that are being brought up or if there's something that I don't agree with or it should be brought up later in, in private, I just tell them that, you know, for right now, we will um, postpone talking about this particular issue and we'll take it up later um, together. When those issues come up, I always uh, make sure that I meet with those individuals either right after the meeting or in the first 24 hours after the meeting. Otherwise, I feel like things can um, simmer and progress to something that might become something negative. The positivity in my office is the most important thing to me. Michael, we all work so hard, and I spend a lot of time in my office. And even for myself, I want to have a positive experience every day. If I'm working with people who are working as a team, I have a better experience, too. So it makes my life a lot better. A lot of my colleagues get to the office. They see patients, and then they go home, and it's like they've been on an express train. I don't want to be on the express train. I want to have a. I want to be on the Orient Express. I want to be on the one that we have fun on. Oh, I like that concept. That's great because it's true. So many of my colleagues too, 
they basically breeze in and out of the office and they don't realize that that's a huge part of their life when you're conscious and awake is spent in your office with your office staff. Exactly. So what happens is that they burn out. I'm hoping to never burn out. I hope to be like you, Michael, where you're practicing forever. And I think that you have a lot of these positive qualities, too, just from my brief time knowing you. And I think that um, having a, a team effort within an office, starting with the office meeting, is essential. Do you ever have to have emergency office meetings when there's a crisis issue or problem that shows up? We've never had an emergency office meeting. Everything has always been able to wait in terms of the issues that we discussed in the office meeting. However, we do have an intranet system throughout the office. So if something comes up, we certainly let everyone uh, know through the intranet that there's an issue that needs to be addressed immediately. Or my office manager takes care of those things. You know, I do have a, a lot of uh, patients that I see every day, and so uh, luckily I do have a good office manager that handles the day-to-day issues between our office meetings. Okay, here's, here's, here's kind of a sly question, um, and, and you, may, you might not want your office staff to listen to this show after I ask you this and you answer it, but do you ever get together at first with your office manager and politically try and manage some of the issues that you know are coming up? Yes, all the time. Because I'm a very sensitive person, and I think that to be a good leader, you have to be sensitive to other people's needs. So we constantly are trying to figure out the best way to approach things. To, and I don't want to say manipulate, but that's kind of what it is, trying to manipulate people to move in the right direction. And I'll tell you, by that manipulation, they're changed. People that have come to my office to work, and they haven't been kind, nice people. I, I think I've been able to change them into caring more caring individuals. A lot of the um, staff that has come to work for me and with me uh, have had hard lives, and they're able to put a lot of that behind them because they have another family that they belong to. And there are some people who uh, didn't make it in, in my office. If you're not a kind person, if you gossip, if you're negative, then you have to leave. And I find that out pretty early. Part of the way I find that out is through these office meetings to see the way people interact. One bad person in the office can ruin the whole office. And so you have to be very careful of that, too. And, you know, be very quick to fire and very slow to hire. And that all comes through by looking at the interactions. Uh, And everything, again, has to be kind and peaceful. It sounds to me like you've discovered something key that a, a lot of doctors try to avoid. Many of my colleagues avoid any of the office management business side. They don't want to deal with their personnel. You've involved your personnel almost on a in a holistic way that, that you're treating them like people. And, and I bet that reflects back on your bottom line. Oh, it certainly does. My productivity has increased tremendously because of the way that I treat my staff and the way that they treat me. Has there ever been an issue that you just couldn't handle at a meeting that, that, that was just so inflammatory that, that, you, that you got upset? Not that I got upset at, uh, in the meeting. Um, the way that I handle inflammatory issues is I handle them after the meeting. It's usually um, a, an unexpected insult where somebody says something and it hurts someone else's feelings. And I handle that quickly after the meeting. The people who are involved meet. And what I do is I follow that up the following week, tell the entire staff about the resolution so that this way everybody's involved. I think that your comment previously um, was well put. You know, doctors uh, in general don't want to get involved in practice management. It's true. But I'll tell you, if you're working for your practice and you're not working on your practice, if you just come in and see patients, you're basically working uh, for the practice. You really have to work on the practice. And you need to be involved 
And one of the best things about my office meeting is that I let my staff know some of my difficulties from the administrative end. I let them know about some of the, um, some of the problems that occur when, when all of the bills have to be paid. The staff doesn't realize that there's a lot of issues that have to be handled. And this way they get a little bit more involved in the business part of medicine and they understand some of the difficulties that I face every day. Uh, by letting them know the status of the practice, um, how things are going, um, building this new building, so let them know about the difficulties um, that I'm having and let them participate in picking things out for the building. I've let them in on my world, and then they let me in on their world. Because if you're not having these meetings and you're not understanding what your staff is going through, you really don't know how it is to work at the front desk. You don't know how it is to work in the back necessarily. And it's important for everyone to know that. And that your business cannot run well without understanding. By working just for the practice, you're not understanding um, what's really going on. I want to thank Dr. Marguerite Germain, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing the art and science of office meetings. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.